Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hi, everybody. It's Phil Black, your host of the PrepWell podcast. First off, I wanted to thank you for listening. And if you're already part of the PrepWell community, welcome back. I hope you find something valuable in the coming episodes, whether that's an interesting insight or a resource or a wake-up call that spurs you or your child to action. But before we jump into advice mode, I wanted to take some time to introduce myself and give a bit of background about me, why I created this podcast, what I hope to achieve with it. You're probably here because you recognize that college admissions has changed quite a bit since we went through it. It's become pretty intense and personal. And most of us know the financial stakes are huge and unforgiving. So if you're going to take advice from someone, you should probably know a bit about them. Why I do what I do? How did I get here? What's my philosophy? Is what I'm saying resonating with you? Would your son or daughter connect with me? Do I focus on students like your son or daughter? These are the important questions and things that you should be considering as you begin to marshal the resources needed to tackle this process. So who am I? What do I believe in? Where did I come from? What are my convictions? How am I different from others? And why should you consider my advice? Let's take a trip in the Wayback Machine. I grew up in New York. I'm a Long Islander, to be exact, in a middle-class family. My dad was a numbers guy, an accountant. He commuted to New York City every day on the train two hours each way. My mom played the organ at our church. So I don't come from money. My family's not well-connected. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. And I'm an average athlete at best. And I bring this up now because on paper, I've had some success getting into some very selective programs, from multiple Ivy League schools to prestigious Wall Street banks to elite military units, as we'll talk about in a few minutes. And I don't want you to get the impression that these wins were in any way related to some kind of innate talent or unusual intellect or physical gifts or that I come from money or a politically connected family or celebrity. I had and still have none of those things going for me. The truth is, I'm just an average Joe Schmo from Long Island with a unique superpower. That superpower is the ability to prepare well and well in advance for things that I strive for. That's it. I'm the preparation guy. I know, pretty sexy, right? I know how to prepare well for things. That's why I call this podcast Prep Well. And my online course is called Prep Well Academy, as in to prepare well. And the reason I bring this up again is because I want you to know that any successes that I've had are not based on some inborn skill or ability or family circumstance. They're based on planning and hard work. And this is great news because it means that these goals are within reach for everyone. And after 30 years, I've convinced myself that my successes have not been due to luck, 
Now, granted, I'm sure that there was some luck. In fact, I know there's been some luck along the way, but I hesitate to attribute everything to luck unless I'm just a serially lucky person, which I don't think is a thing. My hope in this podcast is to share with you the elements of preparation that will help you and your son or daughter absolutely crush the college admissions process. So let's do a quick profile. I was a recruited athlete in high school. I'm six foot seven. I played basketball. I was good, but I wasn't great. I was not being recruited by Duke or Kentucky, but I was a grinder. I was good enough to get some attention from Ivy League schools and some other mid to low Division I schools. And after several recruiting trips, I decided to go to Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, where I was a recruited athlete in the admissions process. I went to recruiting trips and recruiting visits, and I applied early. I got in. I played basketball there for four years, had a great time, learned a ton, made some lifelong friends. From there, I took a job on Wall Street at Goldman Sachs as an investment banker. This was a tough job to get. It was known to have the toughest interview process, the highest standards, the highest pay and benefits, and the highest expectations. I worked for Goldman Sachs for about three years before I made the mother of all decisions. I decided I wanted to become a Navy SEAL. This was a boyhood dream of mine that was buried deep, and I mean deep in my subconscious, until one day I let it reveal itself on my way home from work, from Goldman, to my, to my residence down in Lower Manhattan at 3 a.m. in the morning while standing on the corner of Wall Street and thinking Wall Street and Liberty Street, looking up at the stars. I know, sounds pretty cheesy, right? Cue cheesy music. Anyway, as I stared up at the stars, I decided that very second that I was to become a Navy SEAL. Now, there's a little more to the story, but maybe I'll save that for a future episode. Let me know if the, in the comments section if that's, that story is something that you'd be interested in hearing about. Needless to say, this was a ridiculous notion. A six foot seven, unathletic, Ivy League investment banker with no military experience wants to become a Navy SEAL. I don't think so. Well, that's what I decided to do. And as I was wont to do, I moved into dun, 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 preparation mode. I'm considering doing a whole podcast on the ridiculous training regimen that I embarked on to turn myself from a a pasty white overweight investment banker into a Navy SEAL. Again, let me know in the comments below if you'd like me to elaborate on the story because it, it gets interesting. I spent six ridiculously awesome years as a Navy SEAL officer before deciding to leave the military. My proverbial college sweetheart and I decided to get married. We wanted to have a big family and a military lifestyle, particularly as a Navy SEAL, was not the best way to make this happen. So I set my sights on business school as a way to segue out from the special operations community into the regular world. And guess what I had to do? I had to prepare my business school application. Prepwell superpower activate. I applied, interviewed, and was accepted to Harvard Business School, where I went for two years to get an MBA, which is a a graduate degree in business. Then two very dramatic things happened at the same time, 9-11 and word from my wife's doctor that she was pregnant with twin boys. Now you could imagine the conflict in my head, should I rejoin the SEAL teams and leave my wife and unborn twins behind for who knows how long? 
maybe forever? Should I try to get a job to pay back these business school loans and be there to provide for my growing family? And mind you, the economy after 9-11 was in shambles. So there was not a clear path forward, no matter what I decided. So lo and behold, Goldman Sachs offered to take me back again. Well, with a brand new family and not a lot of opportunities out there, I jumped at the chance to go back to Goldman. At this point, Goldman was a public company, whereas the first time was a private company. Well, I left Goldman Sachs again within six months. I couldn't do it. I was getting up at four in the morning and working out before the market on the West Coast opened at 6.30 a.m., just in case I was called back to active duty as a SEAL. My head was, it wasn't in the game. And my wife, God bless her, she recognized this and told me that if I wasn't happy, we should try something else. Try something else? I work at Goldman Sachs. We have two five-month-old sons and a salary and health benefits and a Volvo station wagon. We live in the marina in San Francisco. There are people who would give their left arm for my job. And we were going to look for something better? Well, within two weeks, we packed up those twin five-month-olds and all of our belongings into a U-Haul and drove from San Francisco to San Diego, where I had no job, no family, and nowhere to live. We found a little rental apartment close to the beach, and we started over. I started doing some personal training and consulting work. My wife looked after our newborns, and we survived, but we had no idea whether we had made the best or the worst decision of our lives. Fast forward a little bit, after our third son was born, it became apparent that life was getting a little bit more serious and expensive. And at that point, I was longing for some of what I had left in the SEAL teams, namely service and camaraderie and teamwork and, and duty, as well as a steady paycheck would be nice also. So after surveying the landscape of careers to pursue, I decided to become a San Diego firefighter. It seemed to have everything that I was looking for. But the path to become a firefighter, especially in a place like San Diego, is no joke. So I came up with a game plan. I put my head down and I executed the plan. And once again, my preparation superpower kicked in. And within six months, I was hired and entered the San Diego Fire Academy. And as an aside, by the way, I've been a firefighter now for over 14 years. A few years later... We found ourselves with four sons and eventually realized that it was not getting any cheaper to live in San Diego with such a big family and that firefighters don't make a lot of money. So I needed to do something to get us over that financial hump. And I distinctly remember sitting at my desk thinking about what else I could do to make money. So I opened my computer and I opened a file that was labeled business ideas. This was a document where I had stored and recorded hundreds of business ideas over the last 15 years. And the very first idea on the list was FitDeck, a deck of exercise playing cards. That is a custom deck of cards that had exercises on the faces instead of jacks and queens and kings and numbers. And the idea for FitDeck came to me when I combined a card game I played in college with a push-up competition I used to play with my SEAL buddies. Well, we decided to take on the entrepreneurial plunge and started a business called FitDeck, as in Fitness Deck, where I sold these custom decks of cards online and from my garage. Well, seven years later, we had sold a lot of Fit Decks from our garage, about 700,000 decks of cards. 
when Shark Tank called. Yes, I applied using my superpower and was lucky enough out of tens of thousands of applicants to get a shot on Shark Tank to pitch my mom and pop fit deck business to the sharks. And though I did not get a deal on the show, we got so much exposure and sold so many more fit decks that I was able to sell the entire business a few months after the airing of the show. Now, this was an experience which I'd love to highlight on a future episode. If you guys are interested, please put in the comments below. Do you want to hear the Shark Tank story? Because there were some stories. After the sale of Fit Deck, I had a lot more time in my hands. And I found myself on the sidelines of my son's many lacrosse games, water polo games, basketball games. And without fail, I would hear a bunch of parents clustered together complaining about the college admissions process how Sally didn't get into UCLA with a 4.8 GPA and a 1500 on the SAT, and how John missed the boat on best SAT prep classes, and how they didn't realize how important the summers were. And these discussions were filled with frustration and angst and disappointment. And at one point, I got sucked into the conversation. Even though my sons had not really hit the stage of life yet where they were doing college admissions, they were a little bit younger, but I was asked, hey, Phil, you went to Harvard, you went to Yale, what does it take for our kids to get into these competitive colleges these days? Well, I don't remember what I said. I cobbled together some lightweight advice at the moment. But the truth was, I wasn't really sure. I had applied to college 30 years ago. Well, that night I went home and that question lingered in my mind. And I knew that my four sons would be facing this college admissions gauntlet, if you will, soon enough. And maybe I should figure this out. Now, this curiosity had come at a very opportune time in my life because I was thinking hard about what I wanted to do with my life now that Fit Deck was off my plate. And I distinctly remember sitting down and trying to find that, that intersection between what I'm good at, i.e. my superpower, and what I love to do. And lo and behold, the answer was pretty simple. And I realized, as strange as it might sound, that I have an uncanny ability to get accepted into very competitive programs. This includes Division I athletics and Yale University and Harvard Business School and Goldman Sachs and the Navy SEALs and entrepreneurship and Shark Tank. Each of these programs is exceedingly difficult to get into. Most of them are in the single-digit acceptance rates. And the fact that I've done all of them in a row means that it had to be more than luck. There had to be a method. So I started taking notes and consolidating all of the best practices that I had put into play over the last few decades. And as I sat back and I looked at my notes and the arrows and the highlights and the notations, I realized that there was one common theme that tied all of these successes together. And that was preparation. I know, pretty boring, right? There was no magic pill. There was no killer app. There wasn't anything revolutionary. I just happened to have a unique ability to know what it takes to get into these programs, how to put a plan in place, and how to execute that plan. That is my superpower. And after going back to college again to get credentialed in college admissions counseling, to make sure I was up to speed on the most recent developments in the industry, I began a practice as a college admissions counselor, helping high schoolers and their families prepare for college admissions. I spoke at high schools and conferences and athletic recruiting events. I began holding large seminars at our local church on Sunday nights, and I started working with families one-on-one. -on -one. And it wasn't long before I started hearing the same questions over and over again. I started seeing the same mistakes happening over and over again. 
and I found myself repeating the same advice over and over again. So I decided to develop a four-year curriculum, a blueprint, if you will, that provides families with the right advice at just the right time. I turned this curriculum into an online program called Preppel Academy that provides weekly videos from me to students, letting them know exactly what they should be thinking about and doing every week, starting in ninth grade. Now, Preppel Academy is helping hundreds and hundreds of families across the country every week. And I'd love for you to check it out if you think your son or daughter could benefit from hearing from me every week. And thankfully, after several years in this business, after seeing hundreds of students and families go through the process, I figured it out. I've cracked the proverbial code. And just in time, too, because I now have three of my four sons going through the college admissions process as we speak. Okay, so now let's get to what this podcast is all about. This podcast explores the best practices that I've developed over the years for students who aspire to attend very competitive programs. And I'm not saying that these lessons won't work for students who aren't quite as ambitious, but they are mandatory for students who want to compete at the highest levels, in particular at Ivy League schools or near Ivy League schools, at military service academies like West Point, Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, students looking for ROTC scholarships, or for students who want to play sports in college, whether that's with a scholarship or without a scholarship. These are the hardest college programs in the country to get into today, and I know how to do it. Now, the rub is that if your child is already in 11th or 12th grade, this podcast is really not for you. Unless you also have younger children who you're looking out for, your 11th or 12th graders die has already been cast. If that child hasn't done all the right things for the last two to three years, it's going to be difficult for them to get over the hump. For many, it's just too late. Believe me, I've talked to hundreds of parents with students who start this process too late. And there's very little time, if any time, to recover. And that's why this podcast is for parents of 8th, 9th, and 10th graders who aspire to go to competitive colleges down the road or have high potential to go to competitive colleges down the road. Because all of the magic happens in 9th and 10th grade, not 11th and 12th grade. Nobody is telling you that until now. And there are plenty of reasons for that, and we'll cover that in future episodes. But rest assured, if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader who wants to get after it, you've come to the right place. In each episode, I will share strategies and tactics and the mindset that will set your son or daughter up for success when it comes to applying for college. I will share what works. I'm thrilled you're here, and we're going to have a great time together. If you could, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That helps out a lot. And if you like what you're hearing, please share the podcast or this episode with a friend. Please hit me with questions, comments, ideas for future episodes, and it would be great if you reviewed us as well. Now, if you're saying to yourself, Hey, this dude's got this thing locked down. Yale, Harvard, Navy SEAL, Goldman Sachs, Shark Tank. I am in. I need my son or daughter to start learning from this guy like today. Well, you can do that too. If your son or daughter is in ninth or 10th grade, you can enroll them in Preppel Academy. Go to preppelacademy.com, my online teaching program, where I teach and talk directly to your son or daughter in short three to five minute videos every Sunday afternoon. And I teach them what they need to know and do 
to dominate high school. We talk about their classes, their extracurriculars, their sports, their social life. Check it out at prepalacademy.com. If you have a child in 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, please also visit prepalacademy.com and get on our email list so you can prepare yourself for the coming transition to high school. And until our next episode, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.